Welcome back to the Wild Minds Podcast, episode two. And today we've got a guest with us, the current Jamaican and Jewsby Rams player with over 130 appearances in the Super League and Championship and International, one with Malta and three with Jamaica. We have Jonathan Magarin. How are you doing today, yeah. Jonathan? I'm good, brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I'm all good. Uh, start off, you, you want Bonnie or you're born in Malta? Yeah, man. So um, how how's this? How have you ended up here? I'm a nomad, bro. I'm, I like I'm that. Not the nomad. I've, I've, um, so I was born in Malta. My mum and dad met in Malta on some, some church camp thing. Yeah, on some good thing. And then, um, yeah, got married. I was born over there and I moved here when I was um, three years old. And I actually moved to Gloucestershire. Uh, originally, so I grew up in West Country until I was about ten, and then moved to South London, which is where I spent most of my like formative years. Yeah, do, do you remember Malta at all? Do you remember being there? Yeah, 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 man. I remember like little um kind of like the the actual memories I have of being young, living there, are very subtle kind of like weird memories, like the feel. Of, I remember the feel of cold marble on my feet, like because my nan. <laughs> had like this marble floor and I remember like just walking around there as a two-year-old and like the beaches and that kind of stuff but obviously I have memories of going back when I used to go on holiday it's a beautiful country man beautiful place a lot of history yeah, yeah. so so then you moved to you said Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire then London yeah yeah, yeah Gloucestershire then London yeah so what's the what, big, big difference between Malta and London obviously oh yeah different different world man like the pace of life Fucking everything, the people, and obviously one thing I did notice is like, um, and one thing I do notice when I go back to Malta is there's not a lot of black Maltese people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's weird sometimes if I go back. Like you either get like really friendly Maltese people, you get dickheads, and you get racism, and so I hear them. So I can understand a bit of Maltese, and I hear like comments and stuff, and. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can understand you. Do you know what I mean? Like, so a, they're just thinking you're a tourist. Yeah, fully, fully. Don't forget, like I was born there, like, and my dad's fully like fresh Maltese. Fresh, um, fresh yeah. Maltese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. speak madness. Yeah. He's never integrated into English society, like his his way of living. So the Maltese people are very like abrupt, and they like just say what's in their mind. So my yeah, dad yeah. would be in the supermarket and they'll just tell the cashier, no, you're doing that wrong. Or fucking, <laughs> don't think you can't do in England. Like, we're polite in England. He's like, no, nah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not having it. Yeah, my way. Fully, fully, so, fully. so from, so obviously you move from there to London, which is a big change. But then what about the change from, well, obviously you moved up here. We haven't gone through this yet. Talk, tell us about your rugby. Because that's another fair yeah, journey yeah. you've been on there. So I took up rugby in like year seven of school no yeah eight League or union it was a union at the start and it was just because i was an aggressive youth when i was a kid so yeah yeah i just had i just i played every sport to be fair but rugby was the only sport where i could actually like get out and be violent and in a control yeah, way yeah 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 you know i mean like use that because I, I was always fighting at school like, every day, getting kicked out, getting um, suspended. And then rugby was the first thing I was actually good at because of that energy I had. Yeah, like, I yeah, had yeah. This, this very masculine, like, alpha male energy. And the only place I could actually use that and it, and get praise for it 
was the rugby field. Everywhere else, anywhere else I had that energy, I got in trouble, I got shouted at, I did something wrong. On the rugby pitch, you run into man, stand over him, and they were like, yeah, six, six. So, yeah, yeah. It was the first place where I could um, kind of express that side of myself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I so think then, my, my, the same for you, innit? Because you're a bit like that on the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch, it's, yeah. it's everything goes on the pitch, innit? It's the place you release yeah. yourself, man. Let all the bad stuff yeah. out and, yeah, just reset yourself, man. Equal yeah. yourself out. Definitely. It's like a, it's almost like kind of in line with um everything, like this wild minds kind of concept. For me, like rugby is almost like getting back to your instincts. I mean, like you're a Neanderthal kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, we've got, I don't care what anybody says, it, we, we, we all have primal urges still that need to be kind of suppressed sometimes. Like, I don't yeah, it's like some more than others, though, isn't it? Some more than others. Some people are just softer people. Yeah, oh, software—that's a bit of a contentious word, but yeah, I know what you mean. Just, just yeah. What like me? I'm like a puppy. Like if I don't, if I'm just sat in the house, I will start itching. I need to go out and go for a walk. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, just be able to sit down. But yeah, anyway, the point of the story is I started playing rugby when I was like 13, and it was a really good outlet for me. It actually got me off um, a lot of out of a lot of bad things. Um. And it was a kind of a journey. Like the more I got, the more the better I got at rugby, the less kind of trouble I was getting in because I was focused on it. And that was one thing that helped me was that I managed to actually focus that energy on something I was good at and not getting into trouble with police or gangs or whatever like that kind of stuff. That was I was around. Yeah, yeah. So keep yourself occupied in it. Got to get your mind busy yeah. and doing something. And it, it gave me this. It gave me something to focus on and something. Some it gave me a reason to say no. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I had a reason to be like, nah, you know, I've got a game on this weekend. Like, I've got sorry, I've got uh, county trials. I've got um, this. I've got, I've got that. So it gave me something to focus on, and I've always been. I've always, no matter how troubled I've or, like been in the past as a kid, I've always been someone at six or something. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah, I find yeah. Me, I'll stick to it. So then, yeah, um, I started playing union. Played for a few years and I actually got, I actually then like got a scholarship to a decent school playing union. And then in that time as well, I got picked up by Harlequins Academy for rugby league. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Um, so they came, were they picked up from school or? Um, no, nah, played that for the local league team, Croydon Hurricanes. Right. We've got like a little league down there, like a London Junior League. And um, my first ever game, I just, um, Phil Jones, who, uh, he was the head of youth at Warrington and, and at the time at Harlequins he saw me play and he picked me up straight away first ever game of league and yeah, yeah went from there really went through the ranks at Harlequins uh, Harlequins from, man that's a throwback man throwback that ain't it throwback, man. throwback Harlequins man Harlequins then Broncos and then yeah I made my debut when I was 19 um, in the season <clears throat> there was a season that London got relegated from Super League but it was good for me because I got a few a few appearances in Super League and got some experience. Yeah, definitely. It's like, it's like the end of the goal. It's like the goal in it to get right to the top, and then they've given you your yeah. opportunity to get up there and show it. Yeah, man, it was um, it's a good year for me. And then yeah, I just kept playing for London and did pretty well. Um, kind of cementing my way into at the time of championship and to being one of like as like a pretty steady like solid. Prop in championship where yeah 
as she started getting some interest from clubs and then I signed for Bradford in 2016, end of 2016, and then that's where I found myself in beautiful Yorkshire. Correct, correct. I say moving, say how old were you when you moved up here? I was 22, 22. Yeah, it's like a, it's a big move, isn't it? You think about the, from where you've come from in the city to getting up to God's, God's County up here, where it's just yeah, all man. fields and sheep. It must have been like, a, like culturally, it must have been a big shock. Well, for you, you know, concrete everywhere. First, the first big shock was that I actually moved to Bradford. Yeah. So that was the first culture shock because when I first moved up, a few of my mates moved up. Amari, one of the other Jamaica teammates, and Ilias. And I was going to move to Morley, um, yeah. which is in between um, Bradford and Leeds. But they yeah, both yeah. lived in Bradford, so I thought, oh, I want to live near to them. So I've got some like, mates close by. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. The city, I moved right into the city centre of Bradford. Like, <laughs> like I, so you know the big, what's the big um, shopping centre called in Bradford? I didn't know Bradford had a big shopping centre. It's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> a decent one, but I lived opposite that in some, in like a flat in the Old Mill. And it was a nice flat, and I liked the city of Bradford, but the series of events that followed was mad, man. Like, um, a month into being there, I came home from training and my and I, there was like three burglars in my house. <laughs> Tell the story properly, man. You've told me the story and I and I enjoy the story. So pre-season training, long day. And I think this was around the time when we were pretty sure that um Bradford was in financial troubles. Yeah. So yeah. there's always this thing hanging over your head like um, of like, oh, is, are we going to get paid next month? Is the club going to go bust? But we were still training fully, obviously, pre-season. So we had a long day at pre-season. I remember specifically we had two five-minute runs. And everyone in rugby, we had two back-to-back. So I remember getting, I remember at training saying these specific words, saying, my day can't get any worse. <laughs> and boy the universe was like oh is it okay cool so yeah man getting from training ready to just get in bed tired moody and I drive past the house and I see all the lights on I'm like I know I didn't leave my lights on because I don't <laughs> I don't spend my money like that I'm, I was I'm very, <laughs> people that know me will know I'm a petty pincher <laughs> so um, I was a Yorkshire before I got to Yorkshire correct and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I run in the house, three guys in the house, rummaging through my stuff. I said, one's, one's keeping lookout, so... And, and they've kicked my door down, so I go in the house, one's keeping lookout, I hit him. He dropped, running to get to see what the other two are doing, and the one's got my PlayStation in his hand, and one's going through my drawers. The one with, his, with my PlayStation in my hand throws it, like, full pelt at my head. <laughs> like, connects to my face. I go down, I'm like, oh shit. In the meantime, they, they're running out. And just as like two of them get away, I grabbed the one that I hit. He's just getting out. Grabbed him. And um, yeah, just started scuffling with him. And it kind of like moved out from the house onto the street. And um, he tried to run away. Rugby tackled him, mounted him. And I'm like trying to get him to. I, I can't be, I don't know why. In the moment, I was calm and I was trying to get him to stop and just. I was like to him, you're not going anywhere, I'm calling the police. And I'm just <laughs> back and I was like, right, is he mad? So I gave him a couple more licks. 
And, um, and then people just thought I was insulting. I thought they must have just seen a big black guy on top of a white guy and thought, hey, this guy's beating him up. So then they started to try and get me off him. Yeah, yeah. They thought we've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he had, he got, he had a screwdriver in him and tried to stab me with it. So yeah, I just let him go. Nice. Yeah, I, I had to let him go. But I got, like, two weeks later, he was in prison because I got his phone and his um, jacket. And they said that his injuries, like, were, were part of, they saw him on a, basically, so a police officer saw him on the street with, like, black eyes and bruises and stuff and thought, oh, that must be the guy that broke into his arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was in the papers and everything, wasn't it? Yeah, fully. I, I remember being on the fucking, I remember um, getting text messages from my boys in London being like, bro, you're on the metro, like, on the tube. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
but yeah, like I say, man, it was it was a very formative time in my life. Um, and yeah, and I said the the guys that I went through that with will always have a connection that no one else will understand because we all yeah, we serious, all serious. like um we were. And the funny thing was, it was a group of us, like, a group of black lads from London up in Yorkshire going through the same thing. It was weird, man. Like, a group of kids from, like, from the like, from the bits in London up in Yorkshire, like, trying to fucking... Find your way through. Video game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like a... tight as crump and no one's giving you nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's, um... Like I've known you for a while. well, I've I've not known you, known you like I know you now. I've known of you for a while from back in the day. We used to play against each other. Yeah, man, we used to have some battles on the pitch, bro. <laughs> and there used to be some battles. I'll say that. I remember playing you guys at Oddsall when you was at Bradford, and me and you were just going at each other all game, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just cussing each other. They're the best ones, man. When you get in the when you're in the zone, you find someone that's um that wants to go off against you. Also, I don't know why, but <laughs> I always used to like try and outdo the other black guy on the team. <laughs> <laughs> You're the baddest black man on the field there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. But, so, yeah. We, and then, yeah, we've known of each other since the like, under-16s, I think. And yeah, then, yeah. So I think the stars coming across each other. really started to get to know each other through Jamaica, innit? Oh no, yeah, yeah before that, that we played playing against each other when you when you was at Batley and I was at Bradford, we started to like Yeah, 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 yeah. It's when you know the same people, innit? As soon as you know the same people, you like end up intermingling anyway. Um So um tell me about talk to me about Wild Minds, why you started it. I know this is your podcast, but I just want to have a discussion about that and kind of your thoughts behind it and why you felt why you think the world needs this, why you need it, why we need it? Uh, it came across, it came, it started off with like three things. It was the Plastic Ocean documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Totally changed the way that I looked at little things that I do in my life with like plastics and uh, and just wasteful, just real wasteful and just destroying the environment. Like, I said love animals, but no, what's, uh, a lot of people don't want to change their ways. To keep them animals safe and look after them. Yeah. So that was one of the things. The next one was my mate Chrissy. I ain't spoke to Chrissy for a while. I played with him back at Huddersfield. And I spoke to him. And, uh, seen him on Instagram. We posted like loads of positive fun. All that. They were making like little videos. They were calling it Bad Back Gang and all that. And just like motivating people to get up in the morning and get out. So I'm thinking, yo, let me holler Chrissy. Chrissy, we won't like this when I knew him before. So I'm thinking, let me holler Chrissy what he's on. So then his like positivity is like rubbed off onto me. So then. The next step was we decided to go out one day. We went to jump in a waterfall and we wanted to go for like a cold water dip because he's been going out into and walking and stuff. So we uh, we did that. We jumped on it. Went up to a place in Halifax, um, found the waterfall, jumped in it. And from there on, really, it came to my head thinking wild minds. It's like what we are because we're positive, but we're wild. We want to be wild, but we've got to give us mind good as well. So that's where the concept wild minds came across, really. And it's been going good ever since. I've enjoyed it. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm learning more and more about myself every day. It's one of the best things about I've, it. I've seen, I've seen you grow like grow through it just in a few short time of doing it. Really, like like um your kind of depth has increased and like I think when you first explained it to me, you were saying like 
I just want to be wild like when I was a kid. Then you should just go to the woods and we'll just fucking go on your bike or just go, yeah, yeah. just go do natural stuff that doesn't cost a thing. Like you said, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, it's free, free man. It's free, isn't it? Like, the world is free. It's free, um, man. And it's not harming you. It's, it's good for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think this is the problem with society today is that we are so far from the way we're genetically engineered to live. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. We're still animals at the end of the day. We're still animals and people try it with it. Yeah. It's just mad, isn't it? The ways that we control these animals and stuff like that, it's just mad. Like the higher powers just control what we do. And with this coronavirus stuff, they're telling me I can't go outside. I can't do this. I can't do that. How I don't know how someone can tell me I cannot go out into the woods and walk. It's madness. There's so many things like that. Like if you look at how we live, and and obviously, like don't get me wrong, rules and law and all that kind of stuff is um. If you know anything about evolution or like and uh, kind of anthrop- anthropology, you know that like the reason that Homo sapiens, our species, are so successful is because we can create fiction like law and like fucking money, time, traffic. Yeah, yeah. These, these concepts are not anywhere else in the animal kingdom apart from in Homo sapiens. So they've helped us evolve to a point, but they, I think they get into the point where those things are starting to kind of have a negative effect as well, an adverse effect. We're buying into them too much and we're forgetting where we came from. We're forgetting that natural, forgetting that we are hunter-gatherers and we... Yeah, yeah. We are powerful beings that used to just roam and survive, and now we're relying on fucking machines and um, cars, and we don't get up our asses and we're unhealthy. And if you put that with this whole pandemic at the moment, imagine if we were like healthy to the point where, do you know what I mean? Like, net, we lived more of a natural life. How many people would really be affected by viruses? And if. Like the thing, the food, because <laughs> I I know that the government isn't pushing healthy living as a cure or as a treatment for current or for any illness as they sh- as much as they should. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like the thing is, I just look throw a vaccine at it. Throw you can't just throw pills at someone and expect them to be healthy, like. This this is the kind of way we live now. We just again, it's just away from being wild. Yeah, yeah. I think with um, it's it's the the easier life's got for us. The, there's problems have changed, on it because there's problems used to be. We ain't got nothing to eat. Where we're we gonna get water from? Where we gonna do all this? Where we're we gonna sleep tonight? But now it's 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 easier, innit? They we're given stuff. We're given water. Mm. You can get given housing and food. You can get given it. But now we we're, we're going away from the natural. And well, because it's just too easy for us. We're making us all problems and we're getting lost in his own heads because we can't get out and feel the energy that they're not used to feel. The energy in the trees and the woods and the floor. It's madness. But people, we've gone we've gone away from it. Instead of getting out into the nature and going out with the trees and just feeling the fresh air, we've replaced it with sitting on a sofa and watching Netflix. So it's like we're just, we're like, we cage yourself. We cage the animals ourselves in his houses that we don't yeah. just want to leave. We don't want to get out of his house. His house is comfy, it's warm. It's easy. Everything's there that we need. And people don't want to go outside that because, I don't know, they're scared of what's out there. Not, it's unusual to them now when it used to be perfectly natural. Even in my, even our lifetimes, like, the kids are just different now. Like, I, I remember, yeah, summer holidays, 
I was out my house at like 10 a.m. And I was not back in until 10 p.m. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was out roaming, playing ball on my bike. Now kids are like, I know some are still out, but they just want to be on the, like, the ages kids are on Instagram and fucking Fortnite and all that shit. And don't get me wrong, I love gaming, but yeah, it's never like, it doesn't overcome my life. And even my daughter, yeah, my daughter is what, like, just turned one. And she's already like a, already knows how to use a phone. Yeah, yeah, the mud on the iPads and stuff already are there. It's nuts. She knows how to go to the next video. Mm. It's just a different world, man. And it's just like you say. There's a I read a book called Sapiens, which I recommend to anyone. Um, and it, it's just talking about how we've evolved through like religion, and science, all this kind of stuff. And um, he makes a good point. Hoval Noah Harari is the author, and he says, um, one mm. of one of History's few iron truths is that luxuries become necessities and spawn to new obligations. And uh, what he means by that is like, we will have a breakthrough in in our in our species. So, for example, when we we went from hunter gatherers to um, farmers, the agricultural revolution. Yeah, yeah. So we that was the biggest shift in the human mindset in history because we went from living from day to day just um, if I need food if I'm hungry I'm going to hunt I'm going to gather I'm going to forage when I need shelter I build a hut and that is very kind of like animalistic natural way of living you're living in the moment so then when we went from that to farming there's a shift in your mind where you're no longer thinking about what's happening now you're thinking I need to think about the weather. I need to think about what I'm going to do to the field to get the best yield. I yeah. need to worry about um, pests and that kind of stuff. So now we're not thinking in the now anymore. We're thinking about in the future. And that's when, that's when I think we ushered in an age of anxiety, depression, do you know what I mean? Worry. Like, and this is, this is what I think, this is what I think we, you're trying to get back to with the wild mind stuff is trying to, obviously it's not possible to fully capture that unless you go and live in the woods or something. But getting back more to just living in the moment and realizing that a lot of the things that we give importance to in life isn't that important in terms of on a base level of survival. Do you know what I mean? What do you need to survive? Food, water, air. On a basic level, and then yeah, yeah, social interactions because we're social animals. Yeah, I think each we need. We don't need much, that's the thing. We don't need much at all, but with the way that society is going now with Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and television and celebrities, influencers, it's just mad. We see them and we want to be them and it's not possible for us to be them. The thing is with some of the, the influencers and stuff, they're giving everything. So say if a rental company gives I a Lamborghini or go do this, this and we'll sponsor it. Everyone's looking at them thinking, he's got a Lamborghini, How how's he got this, how do I get this? But he doesn't have the Lamborghini, it's mad, it's just fake, it's just lies, isn't it? It's just a highlight reel of things that people are doing on social media. And it, is, it plays with everyone's heads, I reckon. That's why people are more interested in materialistic stuff for it. I mean, I, I would argue with anyone who tells me that coronavirus is more deadly than the mental health pandemic at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There is there is a massive mental health pandemic worldwide at the moment, and because and I think it's because and this is why when you told me about wild minds I was so 
I, I jumped on it. I was like, bro, anything you need. Um, I, I love the concept. I'm, I'm with you on this because, yeah, I get, I get people, I get people are scared of this virus, and yeah, there is a virus, and we do need to protect ourselves. Don't get me wrong. But what about all the people that? Are, what about all the men that are killing themselves every year? Like the biggest killer in young men is suicide. What yeah, about, yeah. What about the fact that? Um, the black community is. Uh, where you going? Oh, I just dropped me out. Hold on a sec. Is Fred still in the room? Not Fred. What's it called Craig? And yeah, what about the fact that the black community is like statistically more susceptible to mental health issues in, in this country? Why is that? Um, of there's just questions that I think sometimes are more important for me anyway than than. Coronavirus, which is essentially, essentially a flu. Yeah, the the behind wild minds, it's the whole thing is I was felt I felt caged in my room, and I wanted to feel free like when I was a kid again. Yeah, so that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where that's where the outside bit came from, and I just kept going and kept going and kept going, and then by would you say you had going, like an awakening? Like, would you say yeah, 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 yeah? I thought there's a point where, and I don't want to use the term woke. Because people fucking laugh at you if you say, oh, I'm woke. But yeah. I think there is a point where I just start questioning things differently. I don't, I just didn't, like, yeah, talk to me about your moment when you kind of just, when your your, your paradigm shifted. I think it was it was definitely in the start of Corona when um, all the, it was, it was all getting on top of me and I felt caged in and I set goals for myself when I left school. I said I want I want to have my own house as as fast as I can. I want to have a Scirocco as fast as I can, and that's what I've got. I've got both of them. But then I thought, why am I still not? Why am I still just? Uh, I'm not fully happy inside myself. What what else yeah, is missing? Yeah. What else is missing from me? And then I went outside and started getting back into the nature stuff. And I thought, this is it. This is it. the 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 other stuff doesn't matter. In this moment that I'm out right now, I'm happy. I'm full. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy. All you need is a, uh, all I need is a friend. Not even a friend. Mm-hmm. I can go on my own. I can go. I listen to um, a po- uh, not a podcast, uh, audio book while I'm out there, or a podcast, and I just feel whole. I feel free. I feel fresh. I feel like I'm meant to be there. Yeah. I think that was the time it changed. I'm trying to push that onto other people now. That's like my um, it's like my my mission now. My goal is to get other people to feel as good as I feel from being alive. Yeah, definitely. That's and that's such a noble goal. And then once, hopefully, what we're what me and you both discussed and what we want is. The more we get people to interact with nature, the more people might realize that this is something that we shouldn't be fucking up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that we, as humans, are we are nature. We're not. We're not separate. We're like, even though we live in these fucking bricks and mortar houses with electricity running through the ceilings and running water, we are animals, like you said. And maybe I, I just want people to capture that kind of concept because. Like, people don't give a shit at the moment. Like, it's yeah. yeah. lockdown. There's a nature reserve near me. Yeah. Um, it was a whole, you know, it was like the heat wave, and there was kids like, it was nice to see the kids like swimming in the lake and having a, like, you know, having a few beers with the mates, playing music. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Whole fucking nature reserve just lit. Cans and bottles. And I'm like, I just don't get why with the mindset. Surely you want to enjoy it again. Yeah, Surely yeah, and we've just got this attitude of oh, someone else will do it, or I don't care, and this is the attitude that's causing climate change, causing 
the plas- plastics, the the acidity in the oceans, death of the coral reefs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you've got to wake. You've got to wake up to it. I think you've got to consciously yourself wake yourself up to it. Someone's got yeah. to, maybe someone puts the seed in you, and then you, yeah, you grow yeah. from there and you start understanding. But until people start educating themselves more on what they do, how bad what they're doing is actually impacting the environment. You don't think about it. You don't care. I've gone through many years of my life thinking, oh, just throw that there, I'll be fine. But now I've realised and I've understood and now I've educated myself. I know exactly what I've done wrong and why I shouldn't be doing it. And then from now on, I've never done it since. I use use glass bottles instead of plastic bottles. I have my um, the wild mine cups, the um, flasks, instead of um, just using coffee cups and stuff. So I think this the message I need to get across to people is that we need to change. We definitely change because we're ruining it now, and our grandkids' grandkids are not never going to see it. They're not going to see how nice it is, and it's sad, real sad. Yeah, like even I remember seeing—I can't remember what animal it was. We're seeing that um, I think it might be a type of panda or something like that, and it is extinct now. And I was like, so an animal in my lifetime that has been alive, my daughter will never see. And that's yeah, what yeah. You know, so what, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's that. It's reversible, but everyone needs to buy into it. And I think there are we're getting there in certain ways. Like um, the supermarkets have started taking away packaging. Like Morrison's have started doing it, and you can you can bring your own bring your own Tupperwares. And it makes sense, man. It makes sense. We we like we live a certain way because not because it makes sense. We live a certain way because that's the done thing. Like we just do what people have done before us. Like like for example, like buying a bag of apples, like with plastic, with a plastic, and we don't, we don't think twice until you say, until you wake up and think, why, why am I doing this? Like why? Yeah, I was watching the real Tarzan's like podcasting that you were doing, and the guy on it that was on him, there was on about um plastic packaging. And he's like, why do we wrap? Like, he's on about a banana. He's got his hand. He's like, why am I wrapping this banana in plastic yeah. when nature's giving it its own, its own cover? Madness. It's mad when you deep it and think about it, but you don't think about it until so until he said that I wouldn't think about it. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah. as I'm saying, this platform is it's not to preach at anyone. It's not to fucking it's not to make anyone feel low. It's not to think that we're nah, definitely not. It's to encourage and do you know what I mean that's what it is, encouragement. Um especially among young men who might Kind of have that bravado and that attitude that we don't need to care. And, yeah, and this is like the biggest change that I've seen in you is the kind of your like your positivity and your attitude towards others and other and things and other things in just the world has grown so much from you interacting with nature. So imagine what I can do for the masses as well from those natural interactions. So yeah, I just encourage everyone to just buy into this man and. Yeah, it's 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 mad how how much a big change a little thing can happen. Like them, them three things happening in that order is like totally changed my life and changed my head. So I, it's like I just need to get more people to come and do it with me. The more we can educate, yeah. the le- the bit the less the problems gonna get, the less the problems gonna be. Oh, it's easy because people sit down and watch Netflix. Just watch the Plastic Ocean documentary. Watch that Zac yeah. Efron series. That's real. Have you watched that? No, I've not seen it, bro. Mate, it's good. Zac- it's good. It's good. About renewable yeah. energy and stuff like that, it's good. But you the just thing that, the, the, the ones that really got to me were the, the Attenborough documentaries. 
Like, you know, his recent one where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of showed how beautiful the natural world is. Yeah. And sucked us all in. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's just a typical Atmore thing. They flipped it and showed how we're fucking up. Yeah, and seriously. That was a really powerful kind of message. And I think that's the positive thing is that it's getting out there. Do you know what I mean? People are... Obviously, we've got... We had people like Trump who were denying it. And yeah, yeah. Stuff about it, but I think for the most part we're getting there. But the sad thing is, it's 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 not our generation that's got us here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Our generation that's gonna have to get us out. Yeah, I feel so, like there's enough people. There's enough people that want us out for us to get out. hundred percent believe it. Because there's loads of people that message me saying, "Oh, what you're doing is good. You need to keep going with this. More people need to be educated." So if they, if that one person tells their one friend to have a look. That's another person. And they tell their friend, it's just, we just need to get the message out. If it's from my podcast or from someone else's, just get it out. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. Uh, right, let's talk about Finger to finish up. World Cup, man, what do you reckon? Well, when we get there, finally. Yes. Um, do you reckon it's going ahead? Not this year. Nah. No. No, no, it's 2020. I don't think we'll go ahead 2021. I think they might put it back a year. I don't know, man. Let's see what happens with this um, with this virus because obviously we don't want to. I would want to play it without fans. I've I've always been a bit up and down in rugby, especially since Bradford. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that was like my career was going up and up and up, and that was the kind of point where it took first dip and up and down with it. But that Jamaica tour gave me a real boost, and um, just being around the brothers and. Having, do you know, like, you've got like a common goal and something that you can be really passionate about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I've earmarked, I've marked this on my calendar. World Cup 2021 is my main kind of thing I'm focusing on working. We'll never, I once we've done it, we'll never experience it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's gonna be mad. It's gonna be sick. I'm glad it. Well, I'll, I'll fume it was in England at first. Not gonna lie, I wanted to go to America or. I'll show you some of that, but, <laughs> but that yeah, reception that we got at Leeds with them fans, man, Jesus Christ. They were yeah, on man, fire the whole game, man. I don't even know if they knew what was going on, but they were singing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have a big following as well in the World Cup. Like, I reckon, I'm hoping that will be a lot of people second because of the story. Yeah. And because um, cause of the kind of connection with the Caribbean and England. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. I think the, the Caribbean people they get behind everyone, though. They? they just get behind you no matter what it is. If a Caribbean yeah, team yeah. doing something, doing it good, they're there. It's the best thing, man. Yeah, man. Well, it's it's um it's a men's charity, obviously. The mustache thing, although there's a lot of lot of you girls that have mustaches. But anyway, yeah. Conversation <laughs> for another day. But yeah, we're uh, the charity is doing a lot of good things, raising money for men with a. Uh, prostate awareness and mental health issues. Is that right? It's uh, suicide prevention, prostate and testicular cancer and men's mental health. Yeah, so these these areas are areas that are killing young men like every day. So, yeah, as you can see, Joel's got his mum and I haven't. So I'm going to do it on camera now. <laughs> the link is on the Wild Minds page. Please Yo. donate. Yo, hold um, on, hold on, hold on. What, what, what? The camera's not recording. <laughs> oh, you fucking monkey, bro. <laughs> it's what, only time? audio. It's audio, yeah. The whole time? Yeah, it's audio. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Johnny, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck, it's a podcast, isn't it? Man. <laughs> right, I'm going to do it on my Instagram. I'm going to save ah. it, it for the ground. Yeah, good idea. It's like a seal good mug. Idea. But, guys, I was going to shave. I was going to shave off my fucking beard. But, yeah, don't any way to make. Um, please donate. We're doing it for a good cause. There's a group of guys. We're all together. We're we're chatting. We're flying flying ideas around. It's a real positive vibe, and it's good to see young men, um, kind of switching the, in this uh this view of men that don't talk and don't do positive things. Like I say, so yeah, be we we'd appreciate it if you could support us. Yeah, if you if you want to donate, the link's on the Wild Minds Instagram. It's in the bio. Um, yeah, so I'd say thanks to you for, for joining us. It's been a good chat. I've enjoyed it. Um, so we have to, to do it again soon, bro. We'll, uh... Yeah, 100% we have to do it. It's, you, you've, it's, it's, it's a thing with rugby players, isn't it? The, the people think, people think we're not that smart. But then when I speak to people <laughs> like you and, and Bish as well, Bish is a real smart guy. It's just like it's the total opposite of what you expect, isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, we do we do run into we do just run into people for a living, but there <laughs> we are can still think some brain well. cells there, man. There's still some brain cells, and there's still and there is, like I say, like there's this kind of idea of us as like brutes with no compassion. But if you actually yeah, speak yeah. to a lot of people in the sport, like that's that that old school mentality of you got to be a tough, you got to be a man's man. Yeah, um, yeah. Is 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 luckily it's dying away, which I'm happy about, and. We yeah, need yeah. to get rid of that kind of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Good for it. I think there's, there's some sports as well in rugby as well that's half decent with the um, yeah. like the people inside clubs and all that. Thank you for listening to the Wild Minds podcast with me, myself, Joel Farrell, and my good friend, Johnny Magrin. Hope to see you in the next one. Peace out. Love and light, bro. <laughs>